Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Delia Gervier, who is the executive director for the Alzheimer's Association, the Illinois chapter, is back with us. I always love when you jump on the radio with this, Delia, because <laughs> uh, you you connect with so many people. And this report that was issued today not only deals with the Alzheimer's patient, but with the people who take care of them. And there are a lot of folks out there offering caregiving services for free. Absolutely. Um, and yes, thank you for having me once again. And we're talking about our facts and figures, which comes out around this time every year since 2007. And as you said, in the country, we're talking about about 11 million caregivers who are providing about 18 billion with a B, hours of unpaid care to people with Alzheimer's disease. So yes, that is a lot of people. And what is a breakdown for us here in Illinois? Yeah, so in Illinois, we're talking about a little over 400 billion, 400 million hours of unpaid care from um, caregivers as well. And um, right off the top of my head, of course, you're going to ask me that number for Illinois. I can oh, that's grab okay. That for you oh, right quick. We can we can figure out the money when we know the hours, and you know, I. I relate to this because my husband took care of his mother in her final years because at that point he was divorced. Everybody else lived out of state or they were married. So it always falls on a family member or someone close to the person who is suffering. And often those people suffer themselves, right? Absolutely. So I got that number for you, 312,000 caregivers in the state of Illinois. We, We know also that the prevalence, for instance, uh, when we're talking about caregivers suffering as well and oftentimes not taking care of themselves while they're taking care of the person with Alzheimer's, um, the prevalence of depression, for instance, is higher among dementia caregivers, 30 to 40 percent higher than a caregiver of someone with another type of ailment or a disability. Um, the prevalence of anxiety among dementia caregivers is 40 percent higher than other caregivers um, of people with other ailments or another disability. So absolutely, caregivers of people with Alzheimer's um, suffer as well on their at a much higher rate than others. Delia Gervier is the executive director of the Alzheimer's Association Illinois chapter. I would imagine if, if you are taking care of a parent or uh, an immediate relative, someone in your immediate family, Part of that anxiety and that depression has to come from the fact that you worry that this is the position you're going to be in years down the road. Absolutely. There, there's no question that the person who has a family member with Alzheimer's or dementia absolutely worry about whether this is something that they should be thinking about. If they have children, should they be preparing their children for what it's going to look like if they have to take care of them, should they make provisions, start saving now for long-term care um, insurance. And, of course, the cost of that is astronomical. And and the financial burden that is put on these caregivers is also a lot. Um, most, uh, most More often than none, those caregivers are still working. Um, and so today we're also talking about that sandwich generation of caregivers who are caring for a school-age 
child as well as a parent or loved one with dementia or Alzheimer's disease. Um, so it's almost kind of like a double whammy when we're talking about sandwich generation caregivers. Um, and so when they're employed, they're to talk, thinking about sometimes, you know, the loss of productivity at work and what their employer is going to think if they're coming to work late or they're having to leave early because of what's involved with caring for a loved one with um, Alzheimer's and the burden that comes with that. So the annual facts and figures report that just came out that you said comes out every year, it looks at the latest national and state-by-state stats on Alzheimer's disease, the prevalence, the mortality, the caregiving, the dementia, all that kind of stuff. So do you utilize those numbers to then campaign for more support, not only for people who are suffering, but for their caregivers? Absolutely. So, you know, this year the numbers went up when we're looking at how many Americans that are 65 years of age who have Alzheimer's, it's gone from 6.5 million last year to 6.7 million. So that number is going up. Um, and in the state of Illinois, it, it did remain about the same 230,000. But we expect uh, in the country that 6.7 million to double over um, by over the next few years, by 2050, we're expecting that number to double. So the cost is going to go up. And yes, those caregivers are going to need more support. So as an organization that advocates on behalf of people with Alzheimer's and their caregiver, we are constantly trying to find ways to relieve the financial burden, look at things that could help with reimbursement for a home health aid um, to come and help take care of their loved one while a caregiver has to go to work, um, coming up with policies that are helping and helping relieve, um, as I mentioned before, the financial burden on those caregivers uh, in the form of reimbursement for medical care, maybe reimbursement for um, putting someone in an adult day center during the day so that, again, they can go to work and not have to worry about their loved ones. And so, Delia, for people listening who might be in the position of caregiving or maybe not that deep into it yet, maybe somebody's got a new diagnosis, there is some hope on the horizon because if you said the numbers are doubling, we're hoping that, you know, those research dollars are getting put to good use so that we can try and absolutely. this. But also, absolutely. You, I think a lot of people are hesitant about like, well, I don't know if I should reach out yet or if I need help, but... Even quickly after a diagnosis, I would imagine, would be a good time to reach out to the Alzheimer's Association, right? Absolutely. We are renewing our efforts and being even more vigilant about encouraging people to seek out a diagnosis because the earlier the diagnosis, the better. In the report, we also... um, talked about the fact that the earlier the diagnosis, the the better it is when it comes to relieving uh, families with the financial burden. It's less expensive, believe it or not, to be diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment or in the early stages of the disease because, as you know, we are in an era of treatment. We are seeing more treatment coming down the pike. In the last couple of years, we've had Two new treatments approved by the FDA, which are proving to be more effective in the MCI or early stages of the disease. And so the sooner someone is diagnosed, the better the chances at reducing cognitive decline by either receiving treatment early or utilizing some of the lifestyle changes and modifications that we talk about, such as things that 
what's good for your heart is good for your brain. So exercise and diet and making sure your blood pressure is as tightly controlled as possible. So while, yes, it is a disease that there's not a cure for, we are learning more about it. There is more hope on the horizon. And absolutely, if you see something changing in your memory and there are things that are concerning, seek out the diagnosis. It's knowing is half the battle. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. ALZ.org, right? That's correct. And 800-272-3900. Thank you so much, Delia. Thank you for having me. Delia Gervier, the Executive Director of Alzheimer's Association, Illinois Chapter. You can go online and look at some of those stats at ALZ.org.